Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. We discuss five questions in about 10 minutes, and I'm very excited to welcome our guest today. This is Melanie Bell. She is the co-founder of Strategic Peace and also the organizer of Leaders Who Fiction, and she's out of Houston, Texas. Melanie, thank you so much for joining me today. Tell the audience a little bit more, especially about Leaders Who Fiction. I think this is a fascinating idea. I'd like you to share a little bit more about it. Yeah, sure. Well, thank you so much for having me, Sean. I really appreciate it. And uh, so Leaders Who Fiction is a group that I started earlier this year, and we're in 2022, so early in 2022. And it is essentially an online book club for people who want to work on developing or refining their leadership skills, specifically through reading novels. Um, So we get together once a month, um, have an online fun Zoom call, and uh, and talk about a book either I've picked or a different member has selected. I get veto power. Um, but uh, it's been a really amazing to see that community come together and it's still kind of nascent, but um, some some fun stuff that's happened so far and positive results with that. Oh, that's great. I love the concept. And so I, I wish you every success with that, because I think that's a great way to teach some leadership principles coming from books, especially fiction. So I like that. Thank you. All right, well, let's get to our questions for our episode. Our first question, Melanie, I'm sure this has never happened to you, but occasionally there are are employees or workers or C-suite individuals who maybe have a little bit of a conflict with a coworker or maybe they're a leader and having to navigate that with coworkers. What's one suggestion that you have on how people can resolve conflict? And if you have a story you'd like to share, feel free. Sure, so uh, I actually run Strategic Peace with my husband. Um, so we have the wonderful <laughs> privilege of working together, which we started working together right before COVID. So we went from, yeah. I'd worked on my own and he had a day job. And then in late 2019, we, we joined forces and then 2020 lockdown happened. So I went from, he's out of the house all day to now you're around all day. And now nobody else is ever around. And, um, so it was, I mean, for everyone, fairly stressful times, but for us last year, we went through uh, quite a big, we were trying to make the decision as to how we wanted, what we wanted to do with the business. Did we want to grow it? Did we want more of a lifestyle business? Um, And so I'm not going to say, well, there were days we didn't get along. That's probably putting it nicely. (laughs) And um, clearly not any of my fault. Um, (laughs) Only on the other party, obviously. but we did, I think we've ended up in a much better place than we were and worked better because we actually went through this pretty stressful time period, which was was tense. Um, we both wanted to take things in a slightly different direction. And so the way we handled that was um, creating the space and the time to talk and then do a lot of listening um, and really hear the other person out and not try to fix everything in one conversation. I think that was the other great thing was we knew it was something like that. It takes time. And I think, you know, maybe that's not a a tough decision that you're making. Maybe it is a personality conflict, but I think when you can acknowledge it and both parties try to work on it with that space to talk about it and be honest and listen, I think that's the 
I don't see another way out other than acknowledging it. <laughs> well, and just kind of, as you said, just addressing it head on and talking about it. That's just a great, great option. Thank you for sharing that. Let's go on to question number two. I'm sure you've heard the phrase that people don't leave jobs, they leave managers. What's one suggestion that you have for leaders to help them retain their talent a little bit longer? Sure. So <laughs> I think for me, at least when I've been in a leadership position before, the first thing that I did where I went wrong with this was hiring the wrong people. And so it, it first of all, was the right thing for them to move on. Um, and so if you want people to stick around, you have to, first of all, hire the right people that you want to stick around. And then if you've accomplished that, that's a huge part of the battle, you know, one. And then to keep them, I, I think this has been an interesting thing to watch over the last few years is that we have more and more acknowledgement of people showing up to work as, as full humans. Um, you know, we're not just nine to five and in the, you know, how productive or what problem solving thing can we do and how do we add value to a business, but people are parents and spouses and need to work on their health and all of these things. And so to me, leaders and good man and good manager, um, keeps witnessing and acknowledging the human that's on the other side of the table from them or on the other side of a Zoom call um, and really works. I don't know, I love the term servant leadership. I'm not convinced everyone can adopt that as a leadership style, but I think if you can just keep working to acknowledge that human, then that's a huge part of, a huge part of it. I really like that. Yeah, that's a, it's a that recognizing that humanness that we all, interact with each other on a human level, not just employer, employee, leader, follower, whatever designations you want there, but great comments. Thank you. Great. Question number three, what is one suggestion that you have for how a team can build resilience or how the leader can help the team build resilience? To me, this starts with the leader, him or her or their self. Um, and it's the I think really good leaders will continue to work on what they need to develop in themselves. And then it makes it okay for everybody else around them to work on their weaknesses, um, acknowledge them. You can as have a team support with that. And so I think for leaders that want to be more, have more resilient teams, work on your resilience skills and, and illustrate what that looks like because I mean, we say, it's, um, I mean, I've had this conversation with a lot of people, which is like, you can't hold someone to a higher standard than you're willing to hold yourself. But I also believe you can't hold someone to a higher standard than they want to hold for themselves. Very true. Yeah. And so I think showing where you think that standard should be and normalizing it and showing the work and the effort that it takes to do that. I think that's um, how you'll end up with a more resilient group. Great ideas. Thank you. Question number four, is there someone that you would like to recognize that has had a positive influence in your life? Um, maybe like a thousand people. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough one, isn't it? It you is. It it's, it's really hard. Um, uh, one, one recent one that comes to mind, uh, I had to have surgery earlier this summer mm. and, uh, knew it was coming. It was scheduled for about six weeks out. And the recovery time from that was going to be quite long. So like full recovery is about six months. Oh, and, wow. um, yeah. And so I was 
I mean, while the surgery wasn't, it wasn't risky or something like that, wasn't like a brain surgery, but um, it was still quite a bit of time and, and effort. And I think I wasn't acknowledging how nervous I was about it. And, uh, and then it showed up in a work meeting that I had with a client and a, and a friend. Um, and I was very much raised in a school of thought of like, don't show emotion at work. And, uh, and I think this is the second time in my life I've cried at work, just like almost randomly on a phone call. And I felt really embarrassed about that afterwards. And the person on the other end of the line just listened and acknowledged it and you know in, in the moment and then I went off and had surgery and then I was like coming back and I'm like oh my god they're gonna think I'm you know I think especially for women it's like you don't want to be judged as some like really crazy emotional person and and there's you feel like <laughs> right. there's that risk that that's yep. how someone's gonna look at it and um it was like I brought it up very briefly and it was just like yeah, no big deal we're moving on and so I think for me that was like one of the kindest things that someone could have done was just give me that space and grace to like have a really off, an off, day. off reaction to something and then, and then forget about it and not have, have judgment with that. So. Well, that's a great story. Thank you for sharing it because yeah, sometimes we, we all have those moments where it's just a little, you know, a little dip. It's not something. We're that human. To, yeah. It doesn't need to define <laughs> us, but I definitely understand. And although I, you know, I'm not a woman, so I'm not sure if that's how most of you respond that way, but I know I respond that way. And so I, you know, you don't want people to to see sometimes those, those little human moments that we all have, but yeah. it's okay to let those happen and to let other people kind of see that, uh, that, that human side of you. So yeah. we don't have to maintain perfection all the time. So <laughs> thank you for sharing that. I mean, right. I do other than that one day, perfect out all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's. That, I'm sure you are. I believe it. <laughs> no, but I, I, you know, we, we always like to project professionalism. Maybe that's a better word than perfection. Yeah. But, and uh, but you're right. We we all have grown up here in the United States, at least, in a culture of professionalism and uh, not showing emotion. I think that's very part of the uh, the work culture here in the United States. I don't know about other places, but that seems to be how things are. And yet. I think that that's changing a little bit where people are allowed to have just a little bit more emotion. We don't want to have so much emotion that it becomes a distraction and, and takes away from the work, but it's going to happen from time to time. And we need to allow time and space and grace, as you put it, to uh, to allow for that. But great comments. Great comments. All right. Our last question. Tell us a little bit about your first job. So, um, I mean, I did do, you know, babysitting when I was younger and I did start, um, a tutorial business when I was in elementary school and call cold called every parent in the school directory. Wow. <laughs> and I got, we had one, two T we did one session and then that was kind of that. Um, so that was like my first job, not real job, but, um, first paid employment was an internship that I had, uh, with Exxon mobile and I was in college and I did some translation work for them in a warehouse in the basically the middle of the jungle of Venezuela. Wow. Um, so that was a pretty random entry <laughs> into the workforce. And wow. uh, translation but, work. 
Yes. Very unique. Very yeah. good. Well, thank you. That, it's a, I, I always love hearing. That's my, it's my favorite question. I've asked it all three seasons we've been on because I just love hearing kind of what people view as their first job. Some it is the babysitting and what they learn from that. Others, it's the internship. Others, it's the very first paid job out of college, whatever it was. I just yeah. love hearing what they learned and what they did because there's, there's some really unique uh, first job experiences sure. out there. So it's a lot of fun. Well, Melanie, yes. thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks. How can people find you? Uh, so the best place to connect with me is on LinkedIn. Um, so if you look up Melanie Bell um, and the company Strategic Peace, that's probably the easiest way to find me. Um, the other thing is I do have a an Instagram account for Leaders Who Fiction at Leaders Who Fiction. Um, I'm not terribly active on there, but we can we can connect, and I do post from time to time. So fantastic. Best places. So once again, it's leaderswhofiction.com and yes. you are welcome to go. All the listeners and viewers, go check it out. Go see what she's doing as far as learning how to develop leadership skills from fiction. I love the concept. So go check it out. This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. For more ideas, go to teamengagementpodcast.com. And we also invite you to follow the podcast, either the audio version or the video version, whichever is comfortable for you. But thank you so much for joining us today. Have a great day.